Hey, everybody. This is John, and with me, as always, is my boy, Matt. What's up? So, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Predator. And again, this is going to be a, a series that's going to be on Predator, and then Alien is going to be the next episode, of course. So, the biggest thing we're going to be talking about today is, like, the appearance, like, the language, of, like, how they communicate with each other, the... You know the the media that they're a part of. So like the the of course the movies and like actually there's going to be a game we're going to mention that both Matt and I have played and you know kind of our own video game experience on that and you know just kind of like the overall like origin of you know the Predator as well as the Alien in the next episode. So again, I'm not an expert and I know I'm going to consider Matt right now the the SME, right, or the the subject matter expert. I mean, because I know he did his own, you know, kind of compiling research on the the whole thing. But if we're gonna compare, like, who knows more about it? I'm gonna I'm gonna give Matt to this one because, you know, I know, of course, like pop culture references. I know certain things like that. But I'm not gonna be like, yeah, let me tell you all about you know so and so. I'm like, you got me, bud. That's why you know I may not know everything, but you know I'm always willing to learn something new. So Matt, I'm gonna let you take the floor now. All right. Actually, before we start, I did have like kind of an interesting experience in the McDonald's drive-through before, you know, probably like an hour ago before, you know, I was on my way here to record the podcast. So, you know, going through the drive-through, of course, I get all the way to where they hand out the food and they tell me, you know, can you park over in that number one spot? I'm like, okay, well, great. Now it's going to take me another 15 minutes to actually get my food. You know, typical. So as I'm waiting there, you know, some guy from McDonald's comes out, hands me my bag, and he's kind of like, I'm expecting him to like turn around and go back in like, you know, they normally do. Right, because I mean, you're already waiting 15 minutes now. There's, you know, again, it's now turning into like a 30 minute order, which... Shouldn't have taken this long to begin with, but I mean, it wasn't. Like, it probably was like two or three minutes, but you know. Anyways, he's not like going back in. He's staring at Sergey, who's you know, he's actually a six foot skeleton that six and that sits in the back seat of my car. Right. So again, not a real person. Let's we'll get that clear. Right. And so he turns back to me and he goes, "Excuse me, sir, but does your license plate is it a Star Wars stormtrooper?" designation and instantly i am both surprised and excited all in the same time because i've had this license plate for a little over a year now and he is the one singular person who like fully understands what my license plate is and i will mention that this story is actually a lot more explicit in some ways but (laughs) not not as bad that's why we kept the pg version here right now um, you know, I guess my question to you is then for the sole purpose, like of someone now recognizing it, like, I guess my, for, for everyone probably is like, why did it really take this long? Cause I would have thought there'd be more geeks out there. You know, it, it's, it's one of those funny things. Cause you know, I, I bought a wiper tag. If you don't know what they are, you can just Google wiper tag and they have their own website. You can buy these wiper tags. They cover your back wipers. You could buy, you know, lightsabers. You can buy ones that have waving arms. Like they, they have all kinds of crazy ones. But I bought a red lightsaber. I have a sticker on the back of my window 
that says Galactic Empire Stormtrooper Corps with a Stormtrooper helmet, and I have a Dodge Caliber, if you don't know what they look like, it looks like a Stormtrooper helmet on wheels. I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, the fanatic system, like, the just in general of, like, his car, because, of course, I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got everyone beat when it comes to, like, the Empire-wise, because <laughs> I don't know of too many people that would actually go that far out to, like, actually create, like, another, like, image of one. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't see that too often. I mean, like, on the back of my truck, you know, I got, like, the American flag. You know, I got, like, certain, um, you know, things that are attached with it. And, of course, I have, like, a Captain America shield. It's my dog, just saying. Um, you know, and, and I try to do something different, but, like, I don't know if I'll go full out, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make my truck the Avengers thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it would be really cool, like, to have, like, certain designs. But I think, I mean, me personally, I think you got me beat on that. Like, it's just straight well, up. Well, I mean... The wiper tag is cool, obviously, because the wiper goes back and forth, and it's a lightsaber, so it goes back and forth. It's cool, you know? The sticker is just a sticker, but I, I didn't design the shape of the car. But no. the, the license plate itself, I mean, it's not like a Star Wars designation. It's one that I created from, you know, my kids' birth dates, and, you know, an actual, it's TK, which is one of the, the beginning parts of a, star, of a designation. Yeah, so, I mean, you just, again... I created my own designation, but for this one guy to recognize it kind of made my day, because it was like, finally, I don't, like, people have asked me, like, oh, what does this mean? It's like, I can't even begin to explain it, because you're not gonna, like, you're gonna look at me with that glazed look in your eye that I know you're not even, like, you've stopped listening to me, like, 10 minutes ago, probably, like, an hour before I even started explaining it to you, you stopped listening to me. That sounds about right. So... Let's just move on from this and forget that you even saw my license plate. I mean, again, if you're, I mean, <laughs> like you, like I said too, is like unless you're an actual Star Wars, you know, I'm not saying fanatic, but like you know, an actual like person that is you know enjoying the movies and enjoying like the lore and everything else. Of course, you're not going to know anything about it unless you. Oh wait, open your eyes maybe and look at the fact that it says you know stormtroopers, you know the like the well you, again really just like the empire itself right like just looking at the whole thing i mean if you didn't know i don't know if i mean episode four i know came out what late 70s right something like that 80 80 yeah are you sure anyways it doesn't matter the point is though is that if if you didn't really know what that movie was I'm sorry, you were living under a rock at that time because it yeah. was pretty uh pretty popular back in the day I'm just saying I mean unrelated though I mean the license plate I had before was third day it was third dash day and i'll say it because it's not my license plate anymore and well, well, it's bible i've had and the thing yeah you know it is it is a it is a it's a both a christian southern rock band and a bible reference and i've actually had church people like christian church people what does your license plate mean uh um do you read your Bible at all? Maybe. Do you understand what the Lord of the Word or the Word of the Lord actually is saying to you right now? Because I, I mean, the only do. thing I think I could make it any clearer is if I put a sticker right next to my license plate that says, "This is a star," you know, a stormtrooper designation. You know what? Just for <laughs> with a little arrow that points to the license plate. I think you should. I really think you should literally create a sticker that says that. That just says this is a stormtrooper designation, and see how many people ask you the same question every time. 
Oh, it'll be 100% of the time. <laughs> it's like, but anyways. What's a stormtrooper designation? Oh, boy. But anyways. That's why I got the red mark on my forehead. That's why we need to move on from the story, so. All uh, right, so. Yes, yeah, so the origin, Matt. This episode, you know, and the next episode are really going to be, you know, and we're going to do more of these episodes, but they're really going to be, you know, character, you know, profile, you know, episodes. And, you know, the Predator isn't really a character per se. It's more of a race or a species than it is like an individual character, right? Because it's not just one Predator. Right, it's it's a multitude. It's not just like, it's like, when you when we were talking about like our super fight, right? It's not just like like when I had the Apache Warrior, right? It's it's not just if it said plural, like right, like Apache Warriors, like that's the kind of right. concept of like this. So it's like predators, yes, it's a species, it's a whole race. There's multitudes of them. That's not just like oh, we're just gonna have one and that's it. Yeah, there's no population. So there's not just one individual predator. It's a it's a race of these extraterrestrial hunters. Um. And looking them up, the the actual name that they have, and it's it's kind of hard to pronounce. Looking at how it's spelled, and it's spelled, you know, Y A U T J A. I'm gonna say it's y- y- Yauta. Yaucha, pretty close Yaucha. though. Oh, okay, Yaucha. Yep. So these, you know, the predators are actually called Yauchas. I feel like that can go in many different directions when the way you say it. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Just well, they're yauchas. I don't know. That's it's just, what they're called. I mean, no, I, <laughs> I get it. I, I didn't just, make it up. I know. But um, anyways, but there is actually very little known about where they come from. From what I can tell, their home planet's nicknamed Yaucha Prime, but there isn't like an official name for their home planet. Um, but their home planet has what, from what, you know, comic books and movies have shown, it's said to have at least two different types of climates. So it it has like, you know, a dry, hot kind of desert environment. And it has like, you know, rivers of lava flowing. And then there's areas on the planet that are, you know, kind of wet jungle rainforest type areas. So, because I'm thinking of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, you know, like the Predator, like the original one. So, you know, when they're in the jungle, I mean, I mean, granted, they don't know anything about this creature, like what it does at the time. But the fact that they're in a forest, jungle, whatever you want to call it, like, probably not a good idea. Now, granted, if they had this information, they probably never would have gone to the jungle or gone to a, like a forestry like you know kind of area because clearly they were way out of their elements on that piece yes uh, I, if they knew what they were hunting and to begin with maybe they would have been better prepared but i mean right i understand it's a movie no one's gonna know yeah. like what the premise is but i'm just saying like so the whole predator culture it revolves around you know hunting and stalking prey and they hunt not for i mean i'm sure that they do hunt for food on some level um but they're they're more of a a sportsmanship and rites of passage 
than they are for just outright killing and won't, you know, they usually won't attack life forms that they deem not a challenge or weaker than themselves. So I know this is going to sound weird, but like, excuse me, I know playing Mortal Kombat, I know this is kind of like a random thing, but like one of the, like when you do like the, you know, fatalities or whatever, like at the very end, I do remember like it's showing like the different like skeletons or like the skulls of like the different species that they've collected and hunted and whatnot. Like, is that like their way of like showing like, Oh, Hey, look, I've, you know, I've conquered this, you know, set of species or I've done this and that. Like, I feel like that's yes. something. Yeah. So that's definitely something that they do. They, they do tend to like, they'll skin, you know, their, their kills, they'll decapitate. Um, but they usually won't just collect the skulls. I guess if they can help it, um, they'll usually take the skull with the spine attached. See, that just seems weird of why you'd want to keep both, especially like connected like that. It's more of a it's more of a trophy. So, well, I mean, the the skull so could be a trophy though. For for the you know for the Yaucha, they go through a rite of passage. So they will send, you know, the young Yaucha out. For their rite of passage, and they can't, they literally, like, I, I almost kind of think of it as maybe Native American tribes, like, yeah, they okay. will send them out, and literally they cannot return unless they pr- have proven that they can, that they're warriors. Right, I mean, usually, it's, they usually, you know, take, like, peyote, and then they're, like, you know, they're on a spirit quest, basically, and then they come back, and they transform in some way but i don't know if it's i mean it's clearly not like that i mean but it depends on the tribe i guess but if you're sending a warrior out and they come back like with you know maybe a singular skull or something that that obviously is not going to be enough for the rite of passage for you know the predator culture so they would have to prove that they can hunt they can survive a hunt. They can survive getting attacked, and they can survive on their own. Yeah, I mean, but then the, the real question is: is like, what defines that? Like, how does some like for them? Like, how do they define what exactly is a warrior, and how how do they like? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it doesn't necessarily say that. I get it. But. it yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's not clear because it doesn't say it in the stuff that I've seen. Does it exist? I'm sure it exists somewhere. But they, they, they must have some kind of a measuring stick of, you know, this is what we're... Because in the predator culture, they have what they called blooded and unblooded. Okay. So typically, like, they would send, you know, the unblooded um, to prove themselves in battle. And that's basically, I think, the measuring stick is they're trying to... They need, you know, these younger predators to prove themselves in battle and obviously if they you know and they go and they screw off somewhere and they don't battle anything they're gonna come back and I like they're gonna get like disowned at that point like you know like exiled from what you know the huges yeah as itself like as the core you know because it's like even in most cultures like especially if you know let's say romans or something like that if you're not proving your you know, your worthiness, I mean, they're, they, they'll they exile you in a heartbeat. So it's like, it's it's almost that same aspect of like, 
okay, yep, you know what? We're gonna you're gonna have to prove to us that you're gonna do this. But if you don't do it, then be like, all right, well, good luck on your own because that's it. Like, there's nothing more to it than that. But yeah, I, and that's I think the whole goal for these you know tribes of of Yaucha is I think they would want to become blooded once they become of age because they you know the unblooded are looked down on because they're not proven they're not you know worthy enough to do certain things then you kind of look at the whole squire versus knight right because like the squire you know it's train it's someone that's training to be a knight and i guess you know it's like the assistant to the knight but it's in that same regard because it's like you're you're treated like crap until you prove right that you can be one yeah and so um if they are immobilized they are you know trained to basically they have like and it's seen in the original predator movie um, I don't know if it's seen in much of the other ones, but they do have like kind of this ma- like explosive self-destruct kind of mechanism that they wear on their wrist. Right. It, it almost looks like a, cause can it's, it, a, it's a gauntlet that they wear, but well, I was wondering, did it, does it almost look like, like a Wolverine, like, you know, like retractable claws kind of a thing? Like, I felt like it doesn't, it have like two. It does, claws? but I think they come out from underneath it. Oh, well, you know, so what? I mean, whether it's the top or bottom, I mean, it's almost identical, yeah. but. Um, so they they want to be able to, and the whole point of their, you know, this device is that they need to erase any presence of their existence for their prey. So if they're hunting humans, they need to be able to completely erase the fact that they were that they were even there. So this eliminates their body, everything. So it's a yeah. pretty powerful explosion. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That doesn't sound any, you know, no, it's not, it's not great. Um, and then the last thing, you know, that I have in a couple of the newer movies, um, like predators and the predator, um, it was, you know, revealed that there's at least two different types of Yaucha that exist. Um, I'm sure there's more, but there, you know, it showed that there are at least two, which they're kind of the one. One of the tribes is called, you know, dubbed the super predators. They were much larger, and they had actually these. Um, they had these like pack of beasts. Um, you know, they're kind of like dogs, but they had like spines on the back of their, you know, on the backs on their spines. Yeah, and. They were called flushing dogs, but they were, you know, they had the same kind of mouth as the predator. Um, very vicious looking things. Would Would you want to have one as a pet? If it didn't kill me, sure. So I know what to get you for Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but that's what the super predator is basically used for hunting. And, you know, they would, like a regular hunter, like hunting for, you know, ducks, they would, you know, send out the dogs. Okay, so like like a hunting party in a sense, yeah. Right. So they would send out the dogs, and then these super predators would go, you know, and get whatever they found. Hmm. Um, but these movies really revealed that these two different tribes are kind of in like this lifelong feud, and they don't get along whatsoever. That could go like if we're talking about history, like <laughs> that's like any war. 
that we have now. And it very well could be. I mean, typically, like, what the lore for, for you know, the, Wayu, uh, the Yauchas, that they actually don't reach physical maturity until they reach, like, 50 or 60. Well, then the real question is, is how old are they? Like, reality, like, some of the... You know. I'm, I'm guessing they can get pretty old if if they're not like they're not actual like not adults, but right. physical maturity would be 50 or 60 years old. So then it's almost like looking at uh like Grogu, you know, like granted he's like you know what, so that a couple hundred years old, but like you know what I'm saying? Like if it's the physical you know maturity level of a 50 or 60 is like not even old enough to be an adult in a sense. It's more like a kid. I mean, probably what, like 16 year old, maybe like, you know, you're talking like a young, like just coming into, you know, physical maturity. Right. So like that, but that's, you know, it's pretty sad. Cause like, you know, when we look at a 50 or 60 year old in our society, it's like, Oh shit. You know, you, you know, they're, they're pretty wise, you know, they're, they, they lived a life, you know, they've done their stuff, but like these guys are like, Oh yeah, you're just a kid. What? <laughs> like, yeah. but again, like we don't know like how old they can be, and, and that that right. probably plays the whole thing. When you reach, you know, one hundred and fifty three, let yeah, me let, know. Let me know how you how you really act now. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, um, wait, I gotta wait another hundred years just to catch up with you. You're like, yep, that's that's their twenty one. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. What one hundred and fifty, one hundred fifty three. You know, it's all good. But um, that, I mean, that's pretty much like the history and origin. You know, they're they're very much like a hunting species like that's that's what they do they they, they'll go out and you know they'll send out these unblooded yauchas to basically prove themselves and that whole thing of getting the trophies and bringing them back that's their proof that they you know proven themselves in, in a battle so in the very first predator okay would that be a Unblooded or a blooded? That was what they were for, like versing at the time. It's hard to say. I, I would have to say that based on the movie and what he was doing, I would have to say probably unblooded. Because I would have to say if if that predator from that movie was blooded, Arnold would have been toast. And I, and I truly believe that because they were proven in battle and... That one in that movie, I mean, even though like he and pretty much annihilated that whole group, right, was kind of dumb. I mean, he fell for a lot of traps that were pretty basic. I mean, it was Arnold building traps out of like wooden string. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, if he was blooded, I, you're probably right. I mean, he would probably, you know, probably oversee everything kind of have a, a tactical advantage in, in all the scenarios and also probably wouldn't even allow half that stuff to happen because he probably would have annihilated them. And I think it, it goes down to experience too. I think blooded would have that experience of being on several hunts and being, you know, being on several of those battles where unblooded are unproven. So they haven't been part of it. That's the whole reason they were sent out. Right. To do it on their own so that, if they're with a group of predators, then yeah, they can keep them, you know, they, they're capable. They're ready to, you know, yeah, to show them that, Hey, I can do this. And whether I'm with you or not, like I got your back. Um, all right, John, what do they look like? Well, Matt, um, 
I can tell you from what I remember is they were pretty tall, but I will say that from looking and, you know, kind of reading some of this as well is yes, they're over seven feet tall. So let's take some of the tallest people in the world. Let's say some basketball players. Okay. You know, I'm going to go with like Yao Ming. Okay. Or like, um, the big show. Okay. I'm granted not a basketball player, but wrestler, right? So imagine that size, just just standing straight up, seven feet tall. Okay. Now, the worst part about this is when you when you look at their height, okay, and you look how tall they are, right? Now, granted, I'm not seeing how much they weigh. I don't know exactly how much they weigh, but I'm assuming it's got to be. You know what's interesting? You know, I. Well, hold when, on. I, I feel like it's going to be like a few hundred pounds, in my opinion. Well, but. yeah. I mean, when. And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it'll probably be like at least three to four, maybe. But when Danielle and I went to Salem, New, you know, Mass, we went to this museum. Yeah. And in this museum, like, it was basically like a horror museum. What? Did it have a predator in it? It actually had a predator and an alien fighting. It was kind of in the middle, but it was a full-size statue, and the predator and the alien were movie like movie replica full-size like statue in the middle of the floor. Did you actually take a photo with this thing? See, inside the museum, we you couldn't take photos. Oh, yeah, but okay. this thing, I can tell you right now, easily had to be seven and a half, probably closer to eight. And this thing's legs were probably like two of my legs put together. Like it was huge. Now, now granted, I know this thing is like extremely muscular, you know, has a, a you know, a bigger build, like, you know, ready to yeah. go. So, you know, you've like one person versus this thing. No, I, I don't see anybody one-on-one like hand-to-hand combat. Like it ain't good luck. Like no. you better this be. Thing, this thing was huge. And not, not, I mean, the statue itself was crazy awesome. Like, I'm looking at this thing, like, I really wish I could take a picture of it. Cause, I mean, this thing was like, you're talking like a predator and the, you know, the alien's coming at him. He's holding the head. And uh, it was just, it was awesome. Hmm. So, the one thing that I know is interesting is, is, of course, the iconic, like, mouth that he has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's the, it's like the four flaps, you know. It's the what what it is. It's the four arthropod like mandibles, right? So it's like fangs on the four corners. Oh, like a spider, you know, like yeah, a, you know, like the little fangs coming out. But like in this case, it's like all four of them just like working together. And it honestly, like, if that was in your face, I'm not gonna lie, I probably would would pee myself. Like I would like if it was sit if I was laying in bed and all of a sudden this thing came right at me with its mouth. And started roaring or screaming. Yeah, I would be like, I'm done. I, I'm probably peeing myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to say unless, unless I had. Yeah, there's actually you no know one. There's no way. I'm sorry, but um, yes. So the one other interesting thing is the hair. So I know when I saw the predator, you know, for the first time, yes, it did remind me of like dreadlocks, like with the hair itself. But Which is not actually hair. It, it's like hair-like appendages. They're, if you watch Star Wars, 
at all. Yeah. The there's a race called Twi'lex that have like the long, you know, appendages that come out of their oh. head. Wait a minute, is it um we're talking about like Jabba the Hutt, like his like it's like a, the pink guy that he's like sitting standing next to. Yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, Ahsoka is one of them. Oh, he has like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like the long yeah. It's sort of like those, except they're just different. But they're not they're not actual hair. Well, it, it also kind of reminds me of like Avatar. You know what I mean? Like the, I mean, granted, it's the like the long like ponytail like like looking hair. But I mean, granted, they can connect with the world. But it, I kind of think it's maybe the same. But maybe I'm off. I don't know. But I mean, yes, it, it does look like dreadlocks, but like Matt was saying, it's not exactly that at all. It, it's just attached to their heads, and it's does it actually have a purpose? Like, is there like a? I didn't see a particular purpose. I'm sure it does have a purpose. Um, I'm just, I would just be curious. I mean, if it's more for like helping them like sense, like, and I know like their their armor and their um, they're basically. I think it's like just shield or whatever. I think it's say. just like part of their species. Like it's or just, just their yeah, just a thing. It's just a th- like an, an appendage. Like you know. Yeah. Okay. So just a look. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then yes, I mean, of course, with the the predator, this it's the the reptile kind of like skin. You know, the the really hard, gritty, kind of like almost like a crocodile or like some kind of like. Um, snake, you know, snake, crocodile, some, something around there, right? And then, um, yeah, the because I mean, granted, it's, it's usually green, but it's like a or no, I, sh- I should rephrase that. It's more of like a like a gray, grayish green, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they can all vary. It it depends on each one. Like each one can have different colorings, and you know, I don't know if you've played. Um, I think the game was called Hunting Ground. No. No, I haven't played that game. In, but in the game, you can actually change your skin color in the game. What to match like a predator in a sense, or like? Well, when you're when you're playing as a predator, you can change like the you can be like more reddish, more yellow, more green. Like you can actually change this the skin color. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. So this one's interesting. I mean, the 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 fact that they're resilient to damage. So like any kind of you know, like bullets or, you know, radiation, you know, stuff of that nature, things that would, you know, of course, kill somebody. Like, these guys are just like, they're a walking medical kit. And they don't even need to do anything. Like, they just... Well, they do have their own, like, um, like in the original Predator movie, like, they have their own, I guess it's like kind of an injectable. Oh, like, that, okay, like a syringe, kind of like a... Yeah, so they kind of inject themselves and it, it heals their, their wound. Or at least like cauterizes it. Yeah. So again, so even if you damage this thing, good luck because it's gonna find a way to, you know, treat itself. And but even then, like even in like worse conditions or like things that again would kill a human being, like they're just like, yeah, no problem. We got you. We we can survive yeah. this. So they have a pretty interesting color of blood, right? Mm-hmm. They sure do. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the no. Sorry, it's green. Yes. I was about to say blue, but then I'm like, no, it's not blue. No. The pit is blue. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But yes, no, it's green. So. It's a very like neon green. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it it, it definitely does stand out. I mean, if you could, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how Arnold figured out where 
the predator was because it was cloaked at the time because it, you saw like on the bushes and like the different yeah. stuff like i'm pretty sure that's how they have used it in every movie yeah because they, that's the only way you could track it as long as you find a way to hurt it it's you're gonna see a pool of blood that's just green right. it's not normal but doing you know doing research on on their blood actually is interesting because i didn't actually know this until i looked it up but i think in one of the the predator versus alien movies and i don't know if they do this in the movie i haven't seen it in a while but from doing the research their blood is said to de-acidify a xenomorph's blood which if you know anything about alien their blood is acid so basically it would neutralize it would neutralize the alien blood and make it non-acidic Hmm. which is interesting to me well it's interesting but i mean i mean in that case i mean technically it would probably like if the predator was like you know what i'm gonna inject my own blood into this alien it's probably more likely gonna kill it because maybe maybe or maybe not i don't know i mean that's an interesting theory i don't know why don't you guys find out because i like to know um and then yeah i mean for the most part the interest like another interesting fact is like yes there are as you can probably tell in the movies, is that they can go really quick up a tree, or like they they know how to climb things really quickly, and that that's also why when they use their cloak and everything else, like they're natural born again predators. They they find ways to like take advantage of whatever you know environment that they're in. So if like again, if you're in a jungle, yep, you're gonna know that this thing's probably like probably climbing through the trees, you know, going into different vantage points you know, higher cliffs, whatever. I mean, it's going to find a way to like take the, the high point and things. And so, yeah. you know, you can probably figure out that if a predator was, you know, running through the trees, you can probably hear the, you know, the crackling of the, the branches that once he jumps off and things like that, that, that could help you a little bit. But if it's moving quick enough, I don't think you're going to know where exactly it's going to be at and where, where it's actually going to go. But yeah, so I know that their mask um basically has like a it's like an infrared right like that's how they see that's how they like view things and whatnot which actually helps because it's you know especially if you're i would say probably not more in a or maybe it would help in a forest i mean i I guess that's kind of like the best example is like when you watch the first one you know he can tell where the heat is coming from so even if you're hiding behind a rock guess what he gonna know that there's heat coming from around the rock or something like that. He's going to know that there's some kind of like heat signature that someone's going to be around yeah. the corner. So, it, I mean, in that, that case it helps, but I don't know how it would help in like a desert. Well, I mean, it can, their mask also can switch to low infrared and high ultraviolet, which I believe the high ultraviolet is what they use for the alien. Oh, okay. Because the, the alien, um, doesn't actually give off heat. Uh, they use something else to track to track them. Well, the ultraviolet rays. I mean, it's really just sun. So it's like unless they're sh- giving some kind of like sun rays or, or yeah. some kind of rays or something. Like yeah, that's the only way they could you know find them, track them, whatever. But uh, they're they're able to switch between you know th- the different modes depending on the situation. So I mean, if you know if their original planet from wherever they're from has that desert like atmosphere they must be able to see fairly well you know what i mean, I mean that, but that with like infrared though 
Well, maybe not with infrared, I but... I mean, it would have to be, like, a different, you know, setting, or whatever you want to call it. But, like, yeah, they would have to find a way to make sure that um, they, you know, can see their environment. But I know when they take off their mask, like, it's like two little beady eyes. It, it looks really weird. Like, yeah, like well, I mean, I think their vision generally isn't good without the mask, so... I mean, that's and that's kind of why, like, in the first Predator, it's like, maybe that's why, you know, he probably is dumb. Because he can't see like where he's going and like what he's stepping into, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'd I'd just be curious, like how, <laughs> like would they, would they need to wear glasses? <laughs> you know, like is it really that bad to the point where they really do need to rely on, you know, the 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 uh, the infrared or the ultraviolet rays just because of that? Because they know they can't see; they're just natural born. And I think that that's you know. just where the mask comes in. It it helps make their vision clear you know and and you know the the climates that they're generally in they may not have that issue seeing generally so true i mean i understand that earth is a lot different than you know most planets in general but i mean and i would think you know if if you have you know yaucha tribes that live in that desert type atmosphere they're going to be more used to you know, living and thriving and seeing and being in that atmosphere. Whereas you take one from the jungle, put it in the desert, it may struggle because it's not used to that dryness. And I mean, even as humans, I mean, we, you know, I will say that I'm not saying that people can't live out in the desert, but realistically, we can't. You can't really grow anything. That's the problem. Like, there's no way to like grow vegetation or you know live off of the really the land. If you're eating sand, it's it's kind of gross. I'm not gonna lie. But you know, yeah. in general. But yeah, I can't I can't even imagine like how they, you know, if they're living in a world where it's literally dry, it's desert like, and all this other stuff. Like, how do they, you know, how do they survive? Is there you know has is there like vegetation like all this other stuff? I, again, I know you don't know the like the backstory on. Like and that would at. be, I think that would be, you know, it's hard because predators don't just like, you know, they don't talk English, you know, and that's where like the difficulty lies. Like you don't just have like a smart predator that's all of a sudden going to be like, hey guys, huh? you know, how's it going? You're like, hey Bill. And you're like, wait a minute, this guy just talked so, to me? You know, they're not, they don't talk like our language, even though, you know, yes. And I might as well just get into the language bit now. Like. There has been moments, you know, where, you know, in the original movie and in Predator 2, there is scenes where they're mimicking human language. You know, in Predator 2, there's scenes where he's, you know, you'll hear somebody call out something and then the Predator will re basically repeat but what so the person's saying, but he's just making those noises like a bird. It's like a mim it's mimicry. Like yeah. it's, it's just like repeating everything. Yeah. It's like birds hearing, you know, car alarms and then you hear birds now going pew 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 pew, you know, and it's like these birds didn't sound like this like 20 30 years ago. No, I mean they're a lot smarter now. I mean, depending on what kind of bird you have, but yeah. I mean, they're probably robots anyways, but anyways, we'll go somewhere else. Oh, okay. We'll go talking somewhere. About, we'll, on, go back, we'll go back to Predator now. Yeah, okay, yeah, Terminator. Anyways. <laughs> so, yes, they, they have mimicked, you know, human voices, but I think that that's where it goes. So I think, yes, like, I think it would be interesting, John, to, if they could come up with some kind of a story of showing 
predator culture from their home planet. And I know it's tricky because, like, yes, they don't speak English. So how do you have, you know, a main character like Predator be a main character? Well, you have to have villains. And that's where humans come in. And you already have, you know, Predators and the Predator, right? Where Predators have attacked humans here on this planet. Right, right. So it's it's not too, you know... You know, like far fetched, yeah. far fetched to say as a human race, we can go, we're going to bring the fight to them. Yes, I understand that this is basically Avatar. <laughs> a, I mean, basically, yeah, but it's not because it's not people taking over fake bodies of weird native blue people. Well, okay, I mean, but, but yeah, it's it would be interesting to you know, show predator culture and to give that backstory of predator culture. Then I would feel like it would need to be a prequel. Well, it definitely would be a prequel. Well, that's what I'm but saying. It would, it would be just that interesting story where you can show their home planet. You can show, you know, what their rite of passage is. And we would know, you know, we would know through this, you know, the vehicle of this movie predator culture as a whole right language from the predators it does show you know that their written language is i mean for us it kind of just looks like hieroglyphics because it's it's sort of like you know just patterns of dashes so like symbols of some sort yeah i mean i guess for us it would look like symbols but for them um i guess if you were gonna like label it as anything it would be kind of like Similar to like Asian writing, where it's okay, you know, yeah, like like dashes and like different ways of doing it, yeah, right. So it's more of literal dashes in in those shapes, okay. That I guess would maybe form you know words or numbers, and that you know it's written on their helmets, on their you know architecture. Um, so it's it's obviously like their written form of language, and. Most commonly, I guess their vocalizations are more of like the most popular is the clicks. You know, they make that clicking noise, which is pretty popular. But they do, you know, roars and snarls and, you know, growls. But, you know, most popular, they do that clicking. And the clicking that they make, and I do have a recording, which we will play in a second. That's good, because I was wondering if you were going to play it. Yes. Um. I just want to preface it first, but the clicking actually does have a purpose and it's more of like an echo location. Oh, so like a bat like in, in some regards. Yeah. So it's really to, I guess, track prey to, you know, when predators make that clicking sound, they can also entice like other potential predators like away from the prey that they're hunting. So when they make that noise, other yauchas that might be, you know, hunting will hear it and know, nope, this one's taken. So let's go, let's go for something else. Um, but generally like they will make that clicking to basically listen to see if, you know, is the prey in this area? Is it, you know, echoing back? Um, so it's, it's said to be more of like an echolocation type thing. 
Um, but I did, and it took me a while to make this recording, but I actually did record this sound on my own. Yeah, so that's not copyrighted. It's not anything else. It's literally his voice. And believe it or not, I heard it. And I'll tell you, you'll have to listen to it, but it's actually pretty good. So when I heard this for the first time, I literally didn't even realize that he literally had to like break this up because I honestly thought it was like, he did it, he stopped, he did it, he stopped, and then, you know, so on and so forth. But no, that was what, I mean, Matt's going to explain, but it was actually multiple takes, unfortunately, but it, it's to the point where I'm like, I honestly thought like you could have just taken the, the actual predator and just like maybe did like a voiceover for him in that sense. You could have actually, maybe, hell, <laughs> I mean, you could have taken over for Peter Cullen, right? Because he was the one that did it. Peter Cullen was actually the guy who did the original, you know, Predator click noise, like you just heard. Obviously, his is, you know, 100% better than mine. Hashtag Matt Gunther for Predator. Um, but, yes, I could have easily, you know, gone on YouTube and pulled a, a clip out and, you know, remixed it myself. But, you know, I was really sitting there and, you know, I watched videos on how people did it. And I'm sitting there going... Yeah, maybe I'll give it a try and practice it. And, you know, that clip itself, yes, it's one continuous clip that I broke into three segments to make it, you know, sound more of like, you know, he's making three distinct noises. Right. I mean, and, and that was the thing where, it like, when you first hear for the first time of, like, if you said, hey, this is this is my voice, I would have been like, Where'd you copyright that from? Because I don't know what you're talking about. Because I feel like this that would have never been your voice. But my wife actually said that she and she's convinced it's not my voice. And I can guarantee you that's my voice. Because if you heard the original recording, it's <laughs> god awful. I mean, all I could say is, is Matt tries to do it at first, and it almost sounds like he's Chewbacca. Like like <laughs> at first, and then he like goes into it. But I'm just like, I couldn't help but laugh. But it, I mean, for the most part, I mean. You know, it makes sense with the clicking because, you know, if that's their way of like letting others know and actually just kind of like allowing them to figure out like where they're at and like maybe where, you know, where their prey is and kind of like, you know, kind of get that tracking. Like that's a good way of tracking like what they're doing at that yeah. time. Um, I think that makes sense for them. But I mean, you know, as humans, we're idiots and we decide to, hey, Bill, what are you doing over there? And you're like, wait a minute. Shut up, man. We're the duck just flew away because you just said, Hey, Bill, like, why are you doing that? Like, for them, it's like it could be anything. It, I mean, it, you don't know what the noise is, but you know, for as humans, we might hear that and we're like, And it could, I mean, I, I guess they could probably also use it like kind of as a, a scare factor, too, especially with like humans when you when you're hearing it, you're kind of like. Oh my gosh, what is that? Like, what is it? Like, well, because it's not normal. It's not like something you hear, like, if you're out in the middle of a forest or something like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, you're not going to, you know, you'll know, like, for example, like, if a, if a bear's coming, like, you'll hear the growl you'll, or like a lion or something like that. You'll know the sound of it, but this is not something you would hear. No. And if you're hearing room. that, he's probably sitting right behind you and you're probably about to die. So, Matt, if you um, randomly hear clicks right behind you right now, 
I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Um, all right, moving on. Anyways. <laughs> so the movies, and we'll kind of briefly go, go into the movies because we are running out of time here. But, you know, the movies so far that Predators have been in, you know, you have the two original movies, which is Predator and Predator 2. Those were 87 and 1990. You have AVP, which is Alien versus Predator, which came out in 2004, which this one and Alien versus Predator Requiem. I never say that word right. Rec- Requiem. Requiem. It always right. sounds weird. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Requiem. Anyways. That came out in 2007, and both AVP movies, there are pretty serious debates on whether or not the movie is canon. Okay. Probably for people who don't know, AVP is Alien vs. Predator. I I understand that, you know, if you're a fan of these movies and everything else, you might know, but, like, if you really don't know, that's what it stands for. Just so clarification, we, we, we want you guys to know that. But, I mean, me personally... If I'm going to choose between an alien versus a predator, I'm I'm probably I mean I, I understand that alien has like certain things and I know we're going to talk about that more in the next episode but like I think the predator in a lot of ways probably has a better advantage in some regards. I mean the tracking ability and the, the echolocation and like its certain abilities like that climbing it's, and everything it's else de- it's debatable, but I'm going with predator. That's just me. You know, like like I was saying, I mean, there, there's a lot that that are debating whether or not, you know, these two movies are part of the Predator story, or if it's in its own, you know, kind of expanded universe. Um, so you also have Predators, which came out in 2010. They introduced, like I said before, they the Super Predators. You have The Predator, which came out in 2018, and you have Prey, which. I believe was only on Hulu and it was a, I believe a Hulu original and never seen it, but yeah, this is the movie when it came out, basically kind of retcons the AVP, AVPR storylines because of the, the basically the, like the timeline of when the alien appears in that movie. And the timeline of Alien versus Predator, like the timelines don't match up. So it, it, and that's where the debates come. Because initially they said that the aliens appeared, I believe, before that. And then when Prey came out, the first, like the very first Predator arrived in like 1750 or something. And that's when this movie takes place. So, I know it's kind of like a weird one, but isn't there like a prequel to Alien? I, like, I remember seeing, it, it's not so much, I don't know. Well, we're not it, talking Alien, we're just talking Predator. Well, no, I get it, I understand that, but I was just asking if there was a prequel to, like, Alien itself, though. That's all I was asking. Yeah, we'll get to it the next okay. episode. Well, I, I, yeah. Okay, there I'm are. Saying. All right. There's I a fig- couple. I figured there was, I yeah. was just asking. There's a couple. But the one thing... It's interesting. I mean, not to cut you off, but it is interesting whether or not, you know, these are not canon or are canon. Um, I'm on the fence 50-50. I actually like both of these, but it would make sense if they're not. 
Well, I feel like they shouldn't really be, you know, like it, it, it kind of should be separate. I mean, it, it really, because the, the characters are different, you know, and the stories are different. So, I mean, it would kind of make sense if it was separate and not so much part I, of the same thing. I mean, Alien versus Predator, I absolutely love, but I, when it comes to them creating the, the Pred Alien, that's where it got weird for me. But I, I think it does better if you think of it as an expanded universe. Yeah. But what those movies do is it actually does kind of, because the Predators in those, um, whether they were nicknames or they actually had names, um, they actually did have like some kind of a nickname in those in those movies. Huh. Um, and then one, you know, did the scarring on his outer helmet oh, with, the, yeah. with the alien blood and everything. Um, but they do better with their own kind of expanded universe. So if you take, you know, the first two Predators, Predators, and then the Predator, those are, you know, the story. And then Prey is a prequel that starts it all. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. Yeah, but I was going to mention, like, the, the game that both Matt and I played <laughs> was called Ghost Recon Wildlands. Now, if you ever played that game, it's an amazing game. I honestly wanted to replay it with Matt again, but it's an amazing game, and it actually shows um, Predator in this particular um, game as well. It's actually like a little side DLC that you can do, but basically you... I don't think you can do it anymore, actually. You can't? Oh, man, because what happens is is you, you basically track... You get this mission, basically, and you, you have to like track down like this like this weird you know, sighting of this creature or whatever, and yeah. you basically do a few missions. And then and you, you hear the clicking. You do, and yeah. it's exactly like the, the, the movies and everything. And then when you actually get to the last part of the, 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 the DLC, or really the, the last mission, you actually get to burst, said Predator. Oh, yes. And I will tell you this. Now, my experience is totally different than Matt's, but this is the way I remember it, is I remember... He annihilated you. Yes, he did. Okay, thank you. I was going to get there. But anyways, so the, the issue is, is like, if you're using your AI, you know, buddies in the game, like when I did it, I did it, I couldn't even tell you how many times. I actually, pretty, I'm pretty sure I rage quit because I was like, I'm done. I do not want to do this anymore. But I did it so many times to the point where I was like, how, how, like, how do you get, like, how do you defeat this guy? Now, the funny thing is, is that Matt and I did this a few times together. And we only had two AIs as well. We could not, for the life of us, together we couldn't even do it because we basically one of us needed to be bait and the other one needed to like keep shooting, and it yeah. didn't matter. And so I'm gonna let Matt tell his little experience because he had a much better time than I did. Well, I mean, I almost rage quit myself, but you know when we played, and I think when when we play co-op, we don't have AI. I thought we did. I thought we had two. No, I, I think when we played... Oh, we, it was only the two of us. We don't get right. them, so we don't have AI. So, And that was like the issue was there was no bait. And the whole thing with you know trying to beat this Predator, you need those AI players because all they do is run around. And that's all I basically did is I hid. The AI guys were running around trying to shoot this thing. And he would only appear a very minuscule amount of time. And so when he appeared, that was like the only opportunity you have to maybe shoot for five seconds. And normally you'd, you'd pretty much use a sniper because 
unless you're using your, you know, let's say like M16 or something like that, you're not going to hit it that far. Or it's pretty hard to hit it from that far. So that's why like a sniper or like a grenade launcher or something like that you can use really quickly. And then yeah, like, and it used inv- the invis- it, you know, its invisibility so you couldn't see it until it reappeared. And then you could take your shot and then it would go back to invisible. Well, sometimes you could tell where it was going because you could see like the, the outline. So like if you were looking at, let's say you were behind a tree and it was just like going back into like this open spot, like you could tell where it was going at the time, but it was hard because even when it runs away, even if you try to shoot at it, it's actually not doing any damage. Like that's the worst part from what I remember, because even if it's cloaked, you're not really having that window of opportunity. It took a long time. And I think it took me probably four or five tries to to get it but on that last try you know the ai is running around i'm you know just shooting and then i'm ducking like i'm literally not doing anything other than you know hiding until this thing appears and then i'm shooting and then hiding again and i'm moving and these guys are just keeping it busy so they're you know he's busy looking at them and not at me because i'm not shooting them no, but the problem was is the AI would die pretty quickly. It wasn't like, you know, you, you might get a yeah. shot or two, but it, it, the, honestly, your AI companions, yeah, they're going to help each other out. But if they're all dead and you're it, like, that's it. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't easy because it was definitely hard and I had to revive, you know, them multiple times. But finally on that last, you know, try, we finally killed them and it was totally worth it. Totally worth it because you know I did get like the helmet, which I don't even think in the game I even wear, but you know I did get like the little hand blade. Yeah, and then he showed it off to me, and I was like, "You're a jerk." He's like, "What? You didn't do it?" I'm like, "I did. <laughs> I did it. I think I did it about ten or fifteen times." And then I was like, "I am so done," because if I pick up this controller again and try it at like twenty more, fifty more, like I, it was to the point where I'm like, "I'm done." I really do not want to play this mission ever again. And then, you know, we kept playing the game, whatever. But, I mean, Predator does show up in, like, different video games. So, like I mentioned, like, Mortal Kombat, like, was one that he did show up in. I think it was in, like, was it 10? I, can't, I, I think it was, like, one of the early, like, the I really haven't ones. played any of the newer Mortal Kombat. I think it was either in, I think it was in 10. But it, it was interesting because, or, I, no, actually, I think it was in 9. Um, but it was interesting because you could actually play as him. You can actually... You know, do certain moves, and it actually, like I said, with the like the end of like the end of a fight, if like you won, it basically showed like he would go into this like I don't know if it was his ship or his like little home or whatever, but it would show like all the different um, like skeletons or like the I guess in this case, like you said, like the the spine and the the actual skull, and it would like he would put it on his like little trophy, but it actually shows like I'm pretty sure like everyone in that like realm, so like it would show like um like all the fallen warriors like lucane and all them like it was like it was pretty clear as day like he had everybody up there but um yeah i mean predator i would say as a whole you know interesting character i mean definitely an interesting backstory when it comes to you know their culture a little bit you know the language that they they use to like you know track certain prey and in in the way they use it in that way um you know if again, if if for real, if if this thing was a real life thing, I don't know exactly how we would actually defeat it. 
unless we'd have to like unless they sent only the unblooded predators maybe we might have a fighting chance but if it's a blooded one i don't think we do and even if it's versus one because i mean i feel like if you had maybe like i mean you would have to seriously like have like a nuke and like you'd have to like if it was standing in one spot you'd have to like put all your firepower into this one spot and maybe you'd kill it I mean, I, yeah, as a, as a character, like, I love Predator. Like, it's, as a character, like, I love the idea of the Predator. I love the story. I love the, you know, the history. And I, I wish they could dive into that more somehow. That's, I don't, you know, I know Disney and I know what they do with, with rated R movies. And I don't really care to go into that anymore. And we already have. But... I would love to know more about like their backstory, whether they do a TV show or a movie, like some kind of content where we can actually see it, learn about it, and experience it. If they're going to do it, I would hope they would do a movie. Just because you could do a TV show, but I feel like, knowing Disney, I feel like they're going to screw it up somehow. If they do a TV show, I think if they did a movie, it really depends. It I, depends on who, you know, who's helming the project. And I mean, right. But I mean, personally, I think a movie might be at least would give it some justice. I think if you do a TV show, depending on who's directing it and you know, who's going to be doing it, I, yeah. I don't know if it's going to do it justice. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it depends on who, you know, who's doing it and everything. Well, that's it for this episode. We want to take a moment to thank you for listening and continuing to support us. It truly does mean a lot. And here at GFTM Podcast, we strive for excellence in everything that we produce, whether it's this podcast, our geeky shorts, or even the post that we do on social media. With that said, in order for us to improve and get better, we need your feedback. So whether you have a show or a topic idea that you'd like to talk to us about, or you have critiques, about how we are currently doing things, whether it's good or bad, we ask that you reach out to us. Send us a message either through our social media or through our website, which you can find all the links to those and more on our Linktree link that's listed on every episode description, including this one. So we invite you to join us again next week as we'll be diving into another character profile, this time featuring the Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. Until then, stay geeky.